Morning, church. How's everybody doing today? Somebody up north left the door open. Wow. It, it got cold. Thanks for um, braving the weather and being here today. Thanks for joining us online. It's, uh, it's kind of no secret what the sermon title is today. Um, we've got some banners up here after today. You'll see these throughout the building. Our theme for 2022 is invest, invest. And so I wanted to unpackage that a little bit today so that you can start understanding what the leadership, when we're talking about invest, what that means. Investing is a great thing. I don't know what comes to your mind when I say invest, but let me give you some examples. When I was somewhere around middle school, somewhere around 7th, 8th, ninth grade, um, I started accumulating a little bit of money. I'd had a paper route. I threw papers back in the day where you got on your banana seat bicycle and you put the papers over your... Some of y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, I also did a lot of gopher trapping, and you might think that was, um, you, you, I don't know what you think about me trapping gophers, but in western Oklahoma, I made way, 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 way more money trapping gophers. Back when I was making a dollar and a quarter an hour in the 70s, I was making $10 per gopher. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I had accumulated some money, and I had about $500 um, from that in western Oklahoma, there's this thing called snow. You might not be familiar with it. And I would walk around and, and um, shovel snow off of driveways. And I accumulated about $500. And my dad said, how about we invest that money? All I heard was he was taking my money. <laughs> so my dad invested about $500 in, I'm, I'm not sure, I think it was Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch is bullish on America. And I, I, I didn't understand what that was, other than my dad took that money. My first car, my sister and my sister and my brother, and then I drove. That's how we learned to drive. Dad paid $500 for it. He spent about $100 per kid on that investment, and then he sold it for 100 Pretty good investment. But then I had no car. And so um, my dad said, I'll help you buy your first car. And I'm like, help me? I don't have any money. And he said, well, you remember that investment? So we went out and bought a $400 car. I paid two and he paid two. And I thought, cool. Didn't know how much money I had in my investment. When it came time for my second car, my dad said, let me help you out. Here's part of your investment. So my dad put me on to investing and that was a great thing. And I didn't really understand the concept except I gave him some money and it kept returning to me. Investment. Let me give you another illustration. Just to, I, I, I love numbers. I was an accounting major for a year in college, and um, I stayed at a Holiday Inn once. <clears throat> you realize if on the day you were born, your parents put a thousand dollars into a savings account, just one time, never invested any more money, not another penny. They stuck a thousand dollars in there, and let's suppose you could make six percent. When you're 65, that $1,000 would be about $49,000 from that investment. Isn't that interesting? If for some reason your parents were able, if for some reason your parents thought about putting $1,000 in your account and, and they made 9% and you're like, nobody makes 9%, but you know, we've seen 9% days. If they made 9%, that $1,000 investment when you're 65, would be $340,000. So 
So the power of investing, the power of compound interest. Let me give you another example. If you invested $5 a day, you're like, $5 a day won't amount to anything. There it is in 5 years, in 10 years, in 25 years, in 30 years. And if you're 20 years old and you invested $5 a day when you're 70, you're going to have over $800,000. Investment. Investment. In the business world, I believe that's called an ROI, a return on your investment. So you invest 1000 your parents invested 1000 the return on your investment, depending on the interest rate, could be pretty incredible. Return on investment. It simply means the benefit you receive based on your initial investment. So when I gave my dad $500, the benefit I received just kept paying over and over and over. So I like this definition of invest. To use money or time or effort in order to do something or make something better. To commit something in order to get a return. So that something can be money. That something could be time. That something could be effort. You invest your money and you hope to get a return. You invest your time and you will get a return. You invest your effort and you will get a return. So in the business world, again, that's called ROI, a return on your investment. As Christ followers, it's called reward. The Lord rewards us for our investment. Let me illustrate. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, but continue, being continually aware that your labor in the Lord, your investment in the Lord, your work in the Lord is not futile nor wasted. Let me give you another translation. Nothing you do in the Lord's service is ever useless. You might think, I wasted that money, I wasted that time, I wasted that effort. Nothing you do in the Lord's service is ever useless. From the message, throw yourselves into the work of the Master, confident that nothing you do for Him is a waste of time or effort. Isn't that interesting? Your work, your labor, your effort, your time, your investment in the Lord, it's not a waste. It's not useless. It's not without purpose. Let me give you some more scriptures. The Lord rewards everyone for their righteousness and faithfulness. So people have said it's just not worth it to follow Jesus. It's just not worth it to follow Christ. It's just not worth it to believe in God. The Lord rewards everyone for their righteousness and faithfulness. You get a return on your investment. But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. Whoever scorns instruction will pay for it, but whoever respects a command, whoever invests in doing what is right, will be rewarded. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the poor, uh, lends to the Lord, and He will reward them for what they've done. Let me keep going. Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. Now, wait a minute, I'm being persecuted and people are picking on me and people are abusing me. How am I getting a reward on that? How is that a return on my investment? Your reward's in heaven. People have told you, well, there's a star in your crown for that. Your reward's in heaven. How about Matthew 10? If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. So when you give to someone, that is a return on your investment. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Why? Lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Why? Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High. 
Is it worth it to be a Christ follower? Absolutely. Serve wholeheartedly. Let me say it another way. Invest wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do. And Jesus says in Revelation 22, Look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. Again, that's a return on your investment. That's the reward. That's why we want to talk to you about investing. When we make an investment, it pays dividends. When we make an investment, we're rewarded. When you put in the time or the hours to be better at your craft, whatever you study to do, whatever your job is, when you put in the time to be better at what your, what your craft is, you're going to see a return on your investment. You're going to be rewarded. When you do what the Lord commands, you're going to see a, re a return on your investment. When you raise your children and spend your time with your children and raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, you're going to be rewarded on your investment. When you, when you volunteer in this community, when you volunteer for an organization, when you volunteer at school, when you volunteer at church, you're going to be rewarded on your investment. So when you put your time and your effort and your money into something, you will be rewarded. So that's what we want to talk about this next year. We want you to invest. So I want to talk to you about investing in your spiritual life and investing in the spiritual life of the church. So let me give you some examples. I, I want to encourage you to invest in the Bible. Invest in the Bible. The Bible is the most powerful catalyst for your spiritual growth. Richie, what can I do to be stronger in the faith? What can I do to be more mature? What can I do to grow as a Christ follower? The Bible is the most powerful catalyst for your spiritual growth. I would say spend time in God's Word. Invest in the Bible. Invest in the Bible. The Bible is by far the best-selling book of all time. It's a manual for marriage, for family, for relationships, for business, for labor, for management, for finances and money. It has the power to touch lives and change lives and instruct lives and convict lives and comfort lives. Invest in Bible. Invest in the Bible every day. You decide the time. Invest in the Bible every day. We want to be a church that is serious about God's Word. And we want to be a church whose members are serious about God's Word. Let me read you some scriptures. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to the Word. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your Word. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Commit yourselves wholeheartedly. I'd like to say invest. Invest to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. The Bible is more than just a book of facts to study. The Bible is more than just knowledge to be memorized. The Bible is the Word of God. And it's truth for our day-to-day -day living. Listen, don't read the Bible for information. Read the Bible for transformation. That's what God wants to do. The Word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Invest in the Bible. Spend time in God's Word every day. Whether you read it 
or listen to it on the way to work, invest in it. Get a Bible reading schedule to help you stay on track. You, you decide what it is and, and just start wherever you want to start. There's no wrong place to start. You can start in the Old Testament. It doesn't have to be Genesis. You can start in the New Testament. It doesn't have to be Matthew. You can read a proverb every day and read the Proverbs every month. If you read 10 chapters a day, you're like, Richie, that's a lot. But if you read 10 chapters a day, you'll read through the New Testament every month. Invest in God's Word. Invest in Bible study. Get a translation that you like. Get a translation that works for you. I grew up and it had to be the King James Version. It had to be or people would send you somewhere. Because, you know, Paul said to the church at Corinth, I didn't come to you with words of wisdom. I came to you with the King James Version. <laughs> and if the Bible was good enough for the Apostle Paul, it's good enough for me. Listen, get, get, get a version that works for you. Get a version that makes you want to read. Get a version that, that there's so many different, there's easy to read versions. There's so many, you see me quoting from different translations all the time. Get a study Bible. Get, get the life application study Bible. Get a translation that will keep you invested in God's Word. Today's January 2, so you're only a day behind. <laughs> Invest in the Bible. How about this one? Invest in a small group or a class. Get plugged in with a group of people. It will grow you spiritually. And it will grow our church spiritually. You pick the group. You start a group. If you're thinking, I don't even know what you're talking about when you talk about small groups. Listen, get, get a group of people that you will invest in each other and do life together. And you decide how often you want to meet. There's not any rules. When we say get in a small group, we're just saying get in a group of people that you can be accountable and you can grow spiritually, invest in your spiritual life. Listen, don't just be a believer, be a belonger. Belong to a group. We believe in the ministry of small groups. The purpose of groups has never changed. We need each other. We need each other. Check this out. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayer. All the believers were together and had everything in common, and they met together every day. Not just Sundays. They met together every day. They were accountable with somebody every day. They didn't have church buildings, so they met together in homes all the time. In Him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord, and in Him you're being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. Let's keep moving. Invest in this church. Invest by volunteering. Let me illustrate. Remember what we said about reading the Bible? The Bible is the most powerful catalyst for spiritual growth. You want to know what number two is? It's serving. You want to grow your faith? Read the Bible and serve. You want to grow your faith? Read the Bible and volunteer. They surveyed 80,000 Christians. I've shared this with you before. And of those who were determined to be the most Christ-centered Christ followers, 83% served in some capacity at least once a month. How do you grow your faith? You want to invest in your faith? Volunteer. Listen, there are so many ways and areas and uh, things that you can do to volunteer around here. There's involvement forms on the table right when you walk out these doors. Listen, you decide. You decide how you want to volunteer. You decide where you want to volunteer. You decide how long you want to volunteer. Don't just be a spectator. Be a participator. All right? I want to encourage you to do this. Give one hour a week in service. Give one hour a week in service. Volunteer one hour a week in the work of this church. You decide. Well, Richie, why should I do that? If you invest an hour a week, you're going to grow your faith. 
Serving is a catalyst for growth, and you will see a return and a reward on your investment. Each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to be used in the service of others, so use your gift well. Let me do another one. Invest in this church financially. I'm really not going to spend a lot of time on this because you're such a generous church. For years and years and years, I preach on giving once a year. I've done that once here in about five years. I I don't really need to preach on money because you're such a giving church. This is such a loving, giving church. You've never backed down to a challenge. We experience no financial stress here because of you. You've never backed down to a challenge. But let me just say a few things. The standard that God used in the Old Testament was to tithe. The standard God uses in the New Testament is to give as you've been prospered. If they were commanded to give by law 10% in the Old Testament and we have Jesus, why would we want to give any less? But let me tell you this. This is what the Bible says. The purpose of tithing. Why should I give? The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. When you give, it teaches you to put God first. That's what I want you to do is invest. So sit down and make a plan and decide how you're going to support the Lord's work here at the Belton Church. You decide. Nobody's going to ask you. Nobody's going to quiz you. Nobody's going to say, hey, didn't get your check this week and it wasn't near enough. Nobody's going to do that. But you need to invest in your spiritual life. Sit down and make a plan. Don't give whatever's left over. Have a plan. Decide how you're going to give. Be disciplined about how you're going to give. You know what happens when you invest in the local church? It shows you're engaged, it shows you love the Lord, and it shows that you're growing spiritually. Listen, giving's not about putting money in the plate. Giving's about trusting God, and it's about your spiritual maturity. Let's read some scripture. Command those who are rich in this present world. That's us. You might think that's somebody else. Wow, we live in a prosperous nation. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will see a return on their investment. They will be rewarded. Here's what Jesus said. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Here's your return on your investment. Here's your reward. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Can I encourage you to invest in our mission? Invest in our mission. Love God. Love others. Make disciples. I've shared this quote with you before, but I love it. People want to join a church that knows where it is going. When a church clearly communicates its destination, people are eager to get on board. This is because everyone's looking for something that gives meaning, purpose, and direction in life. There is a world outside these walls with people who are hurting. Yes, I know there are people inside these walls. And they are hurting. People with family struggles and financial problems. People looking for hope. People looking to belong. And it's time that we turned outward and we love God and love others and we make disciples. Craig Rochelle says to many people, church is a place. It's a building. It's bricks and mortar. It's a destination. We go to church. 
The problem with thinking we go to church is that it gives us a consumer mindset. I'm looking for a church that meets my needs. Listen, we all know people who could really benefit from a church family. We all know people who could really use some encouragement. We are not called to come sit and stay. We are not called to sit and sour. We are not called to be selfish. What can this church do for me? We are called to go. You must go out to the whole world. We are called to go. So we're called to be witnesses to everyone. We're called to be witnesses to people. We're called to invest in people. We're all called. We're all gifted. We're all responsible. It's not someone else's responsibility. It's our responsibility. We all have a responsibility. And it's going to take all of us. It needs to take all of us. We are all members of the same body. Everything we do should be to invest in people. So, we expect you to believe in our mission. We expect you to buy into our mission. We expect you to support our mission. We expect you to be engaged in our mission. We expect you to get connected to our mission. We expect you to pray for our mission. We expect you to take ownership in our mission. So, 2022, can I encourage you to invest. Invest in your spiritual life. Invest in the spiritual life of this church. We're going to sing a song at this time, and it's about trusting. It's about trusting Jesus. And I'm so glad we're singing this song, because I want to say it this way. Is it worth it to follow Jesus? You can always trust Jesus. Is it worth it to invest my time, my effort, my money into Jesus? It's always worth it, because you can trust Jesus. Jesus will never let you down. You might think He does, but Jesus will never let you down. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace to trust him more. Can I encourage you to start this year as we already witnessed. To invest in Jesus. To invest your life in Jesus. To give your life to Jesus. To wholeheartedly, to commit yourself to Jesus you will be rewarded. Let's stand and sing.